quick reminder, guys, that this is an older episode and it does not currently reflect the state of BG Mania, a video game music podcast. We're simply re-uploading it because after I moved to Anchor.fm, it disappeared and we want it cataloged. Thanks. BG Mania, a video game music podcast for August 14th, 2019 is brought to you by Level Down Games. Check us out over at leveldowngames.com for the latest reviews and brand new episodes of both BG Mania, a video game music podcast every Wednesday, and Max Level, a video game podcast every Monday. On with the show. BG Mania, the weekly video game music podcast brought to you by Level Down Games. I'm Brian, joined as always by the legend of the seven stars himself. It's Frank. It's a me. <laughs> For those just joining us, what we like to do here at BG Mania is challenge ourselves to never play the same track more than once, except for special occasion episodes, which will be announced in advance. So you're always guaranteed to hear something new, something fresh and something exciting each and every week. If you're new to the world of video game music podcast, you are in for a treat. But for all the veterans that may be stumbling upon our neck of the Lost Woods for the first time, Frank and I definitely tell more personal stories about the games we play music from and about the tracks themselves, instead of constantly diving into music theory and breaking apart each track instruments at a time. As always, we hope you enjoy the episode we have lined up for your listening pleasure today. Don't forget to head on over to Apple Podcasts or where you're listening to us and leave that five-star rating and a review so we continue to climb the charts in terms of search results. I... I'm thrilled to be doing this episode today, Frank. I'm so excited to listen to this music today. Absolutely. This is one of my favorite games of all time. I have this game literally sitting six feet away from me. I have <laughs> my, my, my eyes are literally on it right now. That's funny. Yeah, this is a this is a game that I've owned. I've owned since 1996 when it originally came out. Uh, I, I cherish this game, dude. I love this game with all my heart. It is definitely one of my favorites as well. I lost this game originally in a flood which it sucks, but it happens. But I lost this in a flood and then had to hunt it down as an adult. And let me tell you, the price of this game definitely went up because it's worth it. <laughs> yeah, I know that this is, I, I I don't know exactly how much it is in $2019. But it's gone up. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sure that it has, but it is worth the price just to own a physical copy of this for collection's sake and for keepsakes, because this is a special game. 
Uh, we're, of course, talking about Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. Maybe one of the first RPGs I've ever actually played and enjoyed and loved, too. Yeah, I mean, I definitely could see that because it is, you know, it's it's a late actual late Super Nintendo title. This came out just May to September is what, six months, May to June, June, July. No, four months. It came out four months before the Nintendo 64 here in North America. So this is a late Super Nintendo title. But I do know that you weren't that big on RPGs and JRPGs back in like the NES and SNES era. Yeah, I mean. This is one of those games that none of my friends had. And they're all like, what the hell is this? And I'm like, it's great. It's Mario. It's fun. I'm playing as Peach and I'm smacking people with the frying pan. This is a game that I was familiar with thanks to Nintendo Power. Like, I knew this was coming. But for whatever reason, I didn't know when it came out originally. And I first played this because a friend brought it over to my house. And... You know, I sat down and played through it and I just instantly fell in love and convinced my mom to go out and buy it that weekend. Like just I I had so much fun with this game, even when I just played a couple hours of his copy. You know, he was a few hours in when he brought it over, so I didn't get to see the initial stages of the game. But this was actually a joint collaboration between Square and Nintendo. And that was so cool back then. And that's probably never going to happen again. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that later on in the episode as we as we talk about, you know, if there's potential for something like this to happen again, because I would love to see that. Hell yeah. I think that, you know, this is something that's going to be unique and special to that time, because I'm not sure that we'll ever see that collaboration again. I mean, it was produced by Shigeru Miyamoto but developed by Square and directed by people over at Square before, you know, when they were just Squaresoft before they became Square Enix. So it was really cool. And of course, most of the soundtrack composed by the wonderful Yoko Shimomura. I do believe all but one of my tracks today will be Yoko Shimomura originals. You should have two that are not Yoko Shimomura based off of what I know from your tracks. At least six of them will be <laughs> because this co- this soundtrack does have three composers I mean Yoko Shimomura is the main composer with the majority of the credits but Koji Kondo has a few and Nobu Yamatsu has three what a power coupling or, tri- or trio yeah power trio man this is like you know three of the all time greats you know just add Yuzo Koshiro to this and it's it's my top four <laughs> We throw, we throw Mike Moraski in there and we have a power group. <laughs> the opening track was your first pick. What did we hear? Uh, that little jaunty polka was Slope. And uh, I love that track. It's just, it's fun. Uh, and that's, and that's messed me in a nutshell. I like fun. This game was fun. Now, it when I first saw Slope on the soundtrack, I had forgotten the, you know, the way that the actual music sounded. So I listened to it when we were prepping for the episode before I knew you were actually picking this. And I had a feeling this was going to be one of your picks, but of I course. still I still listened to the entire soundtrack just because I need to, you know, narrow it down for my own eight. I wondered if it was going to sound similar to Slide in Super Mario 64 because it's, you know, very similarly named. Yeah. But it sounds nothing like that. It's not. It's not even. It's, not, it's very polka esque. Very. It's, it's. It's not a polka though. Just for the, for my basic structure. Right. It just sounds like it. Sort of. It has elements of it. It has a feel to it, and it's. It's. It's bubbly. It's fun, and it's. And that, that's this game in a nutshell, though. Too like it's. This game is just a fun little romp. Yeah. And it's not the game. It's not the game I expected. I don't know what I was expecting with the game called Mario RPG because I know I was. I had no idea what a role playing game really was, other than maybe Dungeons and Dragons. Sure. Uh, 
So I'm playing this and I'm expecting like Super Mario World or I'm expecting Super Mario 3 style. And it was nothing like I was used to playing, but I loved it and I love it. And I really, and I really, really I, I, please just make, make make a part two. It's, it's still to this, still to this day. It's great. <laughs> we want Gino back, damn it! Come on. <laughs> Even if it's just in Smash. No, it'll never right. happen. I know it'll never happen. Let's take a listen to my first pick from Super Mario RPG, and I went with the opening track. So this is Happy Adventure, Delightful Adventure. <laughs> was Happy Adventure, Delightful Adventure from Super Mario RPG. That track, as the first one was, because I don't think we physically mentioned it, they both were composed by Yoko Shimomura. Frank, did you know that when this game was actually being developed, it was actually being developed as the most advanced 3D Mario for its release? This was like the Mario 64 of its time? Yes, and it was supposed to be released earlier than it actually was. But as we mentioned before, you know, we listened to that track. It came out just four months before the Nintendo 64. So it was pretty much immediately trumped and beaten by Super Mario 64 in terms of a physical 3D Mario. But Legend of the Seven Stars, it did away with, you know, all of the hand-drawn characters and they were all 3D rendered on an actual computer. And strengthened by the SA1 chip, the Super Accelerator chip, which featured enhanced RAM and higher clock speeds for the SNES cartridge that that was actually programmed around. So this was potentially one of the strongest and biggest, I guess, most powerful Super Nintendo games to release on that console. And it shows, man, like this game definitely looks different than everything else. It, it looks almost it's, it's in the same vein as like a Donkey Kong Country, like how good it looks. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country definitely, you know, and, and you think Star Fox, you know, and how advanced yeah. those games were on the Super Nintendo. Like they use special chips and special cartridges to just make them better and, and make them more enjoyable. 
I I, this, I, I love this. Like I, I can picture from start to finish this entire game in my head. Absolutely, man. I, I've actually had the itch to go back and play this, too. Yeah, it's on the uh, the Super Nintendo Classic, so, you know, I fired I it so, up. So we have it, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, well, we both also have well, the physical we, we, we have it physically, yes, as well. I, like I said, I yeah. can see the mirror. <laughs> but, yeah, I actually started a save on the Super Nintendo Classic, because that's hooked up upstairs in the bedroom for us. But I haven't put that much time into it. I, I, I kind of probably do want to play through this again sometime soon, because it's been, man, it's been a long time since I've played through this game from start to finish. It's been a good five years or so for me. Oh, it's been way longer than that for me. We're talking 15 plus years. You, you, you know me, though, man. I go back and play retro games all the time. I know it's been it's been like 15 plus years for me since I finished it's sometime like the early to mid 2000s is when I last played through this game. We should do it again, Ryan, together. Well, if we would have kept doing revisiting the classics, maybe we would have. <laughs> yeah. I, I still have like 100 Final Fantasy games to get through. I know you do. Oh, man. You know what? That's a good kind of transition. I, I, you know, as soon as you said it, I had a feeling. Yeah, you know, I, I didn't force it this time, but it's, 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 no, a, good, it's, a, good, it's a good place I had to a, jump I had a feeling. <laughs> Speaking of the Final Fantasies. Yeah, how about that? Let's talk. Let's, let's listen to The Fight Against Killix. <laughs> That was the fight against Killix, uh, composed not by Yoko Shimomura, by Nobuyasu. Yeah, the only the only time we're going to hear him on the episode today, which make which makes sense because Killix's battle, his victory, and the post and the victory and the post battle themes 
where the boss theme from Final Fantasy IV, the victory theme from the Final Fantasy, and the Final Fantasy main theme all yep. kind of put together. Uh, also, a little fun fact, a little uh, tank tidbit. Uh, the elemental crystals that Killich <laughs> uses are from Final Fantasy One and Four. Yeah, they're the uh, the crystals. Yes, which is cool. Uh, but this is uh, an optional fight. And I like that they stuck this in there because it is Square. I mean, you know, Square then and still to an extent now is synonymous with Final Fantasy. So having a hidden thing in here where, you know, some people didn't even know this existed until well after the game came out. Like there was, you know, a lot of people actually missed this. And that's crazy because, you know, you miss an entire freaking special. (laughs) Yeah, like a special thing and a special like collaboration with Nobuyumatsu working on this game for Nintendo and with Yoko Shimomura. It's really cool. It's on top of that, it was a completely different style battle than the rest of the game. It was it went back to the classic Final Fantasy style. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, this definitely, you know, it was it it, it felt like you were going back to Final Fantasy 4 or Two at the time, I guess it was still called here in North America because we didn't. I mean, we knew that it was four if you followed certain magazines, but you know, two and three didn't release here yet. So this is technically two on the SNES, but it is four in the actual franchise. And it really, it really felt like you were going back and playing that. I guarantee you, I did not find this on my own. This had to be somewhere in Nintendo Power. I can't remember. I, I want to say that I didn't see this originally either because I and I don't remember what you have to do to get to this fight. I do. Yeah, okay, perfect. Yeah, you, you have to buy the fireworks from Moville. You trade them at the Little Mole's store for a shiny stone, and the shiny stone is the key to open the door in Monstro Town. Okay. Uh, and that's where you fight Kilos. And, and that's where the fight is. So. And, and if you beat them, you get the Quartz Charm, which boosts your stats. Right. Which you definitely, which you definitely deserve if you beat this fight, because this is not an easy one. No, it's all. it's it's one of the more challenging fights in the game, and it's one of the longer fights in the game as well. Yeah, I remember this being like a 20, 30 minutes. Oh, absolutely. And and that that just goes back to the Final Fantasy style, because Final Fantasy boss fights typically are a bit lengthier than what we yes. saw in Super Mario RPG. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, man, this one just just I, I'm just picturing myself playing Final Fantasy and just cursing at all, all these damn uh, monsters. <laughs> Especially at the end of three, when it's like a freaking just hallway of boss fight after boss fight after boss fight. And it's like two a and a half hours. <laughs> it sucks. I, 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 I it remember sucks. like cursing you out. I'm like, what the hell is this? Oh, man, it sucks. It's the worst. Yeah. And oh, yeah, it's it's not any better in the remake. It's slightly better in the remakes, but not much better. It's still it's still tough and, and hard to manage through. <laughs> But I love this, man. Like I said, this just it brings back so many good memories of not only Super Mario RPG now, but with Final Fantasy four. Just really cool. the best Final Fantasy in Frank's opinion. Yeah, and definitely, in my opinion, one of the top Final Fantasies as well. It's not my favorite. That still is eight. And I think seven is slightly better than four as well. But four is definitely at the top, uh, near the top. It's definitely a top five. You're, you're allowed to be wrong. Uh, not wrong <laughs> definitely, definitely top five. Definitely top five. All right, man, let's go to my next pick. And everything you're hearing today, obviously, is from Super Mario RPG. This track is known as The Road is Full of Dangers.
And that was The Road is Full of Dangers from Super Mario RPG, composed by Yoko Shimomura. Frank, did you know that you can actually skip the first boss in this game? Really? Yeah, you can actually. It's the uh, the one against Mac, and that takes place in the Mushroom Kingdom. So there's a glitch in the actual cartridge version of the Super Nintendo that I actually found out. I, mean, I want to say I can't remember. I don't think this was actually published in Nintendo Power, but I think it may have been a Game Pro or something. I remember seeing it somewhere. Oh, we had we had all those back in the day, you and me. Yeah, but I, I but I think this is definitely I knew about this pre-internet days, like pre-popular internet days. So I didn't see this on some message board, you know, in the late 90s or early 2000s. I definitely saw this somewhere in a magazine, whether it was a a more well-known one or like a cheat tips and tricks thing. It, it's somewhere. It's something that I actually own still as well, probably. But you can actually skip the fight with Mac altogether. So what you had to do is when you enter the room, you have to walk carefully to the shysters on the left hand side. And then when you can jump on their heads to walk across them. If you jump off onto the platform that Mac is standing on and talk to the chancellor, you avoid the fight and the cutscene altogether. Oh, I thought maybe like you broke his pogo stick or something cool like that. No, <laughs> that would have been hilarious. Yeah, because he is just sitting there on like the freaking pogo stick. <laughs> That would have been funny. Um, a lot of and you can see this now regularly on Twitch. Uh, most speedrunners use that glitch to get past things. Yeah, this is a game I could only imagine the speed runs on because you have to know every little in and out to. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I guess it's every speedrunner, to be quite honest. <laughs> what I like about that particular track, though, is that it sets up a like it gives you a foreshadowing of kind of like what's to come. You know, the road is full of dangers. Typically, when we played Mario games up to this point, you know, you had the same song and dance for the most part. You save the princess, defeat the Koopa kids or defeat Bowser, defeat Koopa, whatever they decided to call him in that particular version. You go through the levels and it was just, you know, the same thing, but it was fun and they innovated just enough. But it was a lot of the same formula. Super Mario RPG, man, you, you know, you have these massive 20, 30, 40 minute boss fights being introduced, mini bosses, mini games like there's so much stuff that's going on. The road really was full of danger. Yeah, it's so it's so true. And like it just I, I, I was about a loss for words because what I want to say is just make a damn sequel already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I hear that. I mean, we have spiritual sequels, I guess, if, in the Paper Mario games, but it's not the same. It's it's definitely not the same. And that like, you know, the 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 closest we've had is the original Mario and Luigi. Yeah. Yeah. The one that was originally released on the Game Boy Advance. That's the closest we've had to an actual, you know, sequel, I guess, to Super Mario RPG. So even if they just went back and made a true to form Mario and Luigi game that didn't feel like a paper Mario game, I would be happy with that, I guess. <laughs> Speak, speaking of Luigi, he really didn't feature in this game. He, he, there's little cameos of him, but he wasn't uh, a player. You didn't get to play as Luigi. He wasn't really important to the story. Yeah. Yeah, that is absolutely true. And that's kind of crazy, huh? Which, which sucks, you know, just constantly playing second fiddle. I'm glad he got his own series. Yeah, of course. My man. But you know what? I have a nice fun track for you as well here. Okay. I want to take you to the bottom of the sea. Ooh, under the sea. Okay. Under the sea. No, no, no. no literally, Brian. Under the I, sea. Literally, Brian, I want, I want to dump your body in the bottom of the sea. Um, <laughs> this track 
Hashtag not my Ariel. <laughs> oh, please don't keep that in this episode. Oh, God. Oh, please don't. I, I, I almost shot water my nose. I've seen that. Uh, <laughs> Staying in then. <laughs> this is the sunken ship. And that macabre waltz you just heard was the sunken ship. Such an amazing track. Yeah, I am a huge fan of this myself. I mean, the tune, the tune is great in general, but you have the creaking and cracking of the ship in the background. It's just it, def- it's per- it definitely it lends a lot of atmosphere to that particular track. Like you can literally picture it. And it's just it's creepy. And I love it. I, I just said to Brian, I go, how come we didn't pick this during one of the creepy episodes? I mean, I'm glad we didn't. I'm glad we got it now. But uh, yeah. Such a good song. I, I this is one of my favorites. Maybe the, one of my favorite ones that I actually picked for my list. I'm, I am surprised that we didn't play this in an October episode as well. It it, it is kind of surprising, but as you mentioned, it's kind of nice that you know because we can't pick um, "Beware the Forest Mushrooms" on the episode this week. Oh, I tried because we've already played it. However. We did play it last Monday on the Max Level podcast. If you want to go listen to it there, because we do a preview of BG Mania where we tend to play tracks we've already played as the preview. That was what we used for that. So that way we kind of technically still played it, just not on this episode. I still win then. OK, <laughs> it's still got it in there somehow. <laughs> this was a great area in the game too. like definitely one of my favorite areas to explore just because of how ominous i guess that it was and speaking of ominous characters i want to give you another little tank tidbit so okay uh, man the tank tidbits are flowing this week i 
I bring Zuckus. So, uh, <laughs> one of the playable characters, spoiler alert, and I can't believe I'm a spoiler in the game. It's almost 25 years old, I think. Uh, Bowser. He's one of the playable characters, and he has a victory pose. You know, when, when you finally, you know, you beat the enemy, they all do the victory pose. The Japanese version was pretty much the American up yours gesture of your... Oh, you know, like, you know, the, you know, like the make seven up yours type thing? You know, with one arm out and then the other one, like, punching up into the sky, the whole up yours thing, like... Yeah, make seven up yours. That was around the oh, same time this game came out. You're right. I actually had that T-shirt and got kicked out of uh, gym, gym, gym class for wearing it and had a. That was right. That was around the same time frame. Yeah. Yeah. So um, they changed it in the U.S. version, which is not cool because I would like to have seen that. What is he doing in the U.S. version? Just like a, a high five or like a peace pretty sign? Much, yeah. Like, yeah. A peace, like the usual, it's a let's a go and it's a peace sign or whatever. <laughs> I almost said it's a me, but then changed it to let's a go halfway through. That's, it's a let's a go. I think that should be his new catchphrase. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, good done. Well job. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, something like that. I don't know. I say something stupid every week. Well, 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 well job. Good done. <laughs> I, I screw up my words all the time because I talk fast. <laughs> I, I can't judge. I'm a stutterer myself. Yeah. 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 And you're just stupid. So first of all, I am the smartest <laughs> person you know. No, I'm the smartest person I know. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard you say. <laughs> I quickly want to talk about leveldowngames.com before we actually get to our next track. If you're unfamiliar and you're listening to this, we do more than just audio podcasts, so much more. All of our content can be found on our main home on the internet, including new weekly episodes of both BG Mania and Max Level, alongside reviews for the newest release games and accessories, and soon, news pieces are returning to our outlet as we move into a period where we'll have more time to do so, which is actually starting again next month, so it's going to be really cool. So please, if you aren't a regular visitor of leveldowngames.com, consider bookmarking it and checking it out every so often. It would really mean a lot to all of us here and help us out so much. Podcasts, of course, can always be found on your favorite podcast app of choice every Wednesday for BG Mania and every Monday for Max Level. All right, Frank, let's move on to my next pick. And I'm excited to get to this one because I think it's one of the more well-known tracks in the game. And a lot of people have a song that they sing behind this particular track. So again, everything today is from Super Mario RPG. This is Hello, Happy Kingdom. Bye. 
And that was Hello Happy Kingdom from Super Mario RPG, composed by Yoko Shimomura. I really enjoy this track. It's super catchy. And those lyrics that I mentioned earlier that some people put to the song, I wasn't really familiar with like where this came about or how this started or I have no idea because it's not something that I originally knew about playing the game. But apparently it's about like eating ice cream all day long. I do enjoy eating ice cream all day long. I never heard any lyrics attributed to that. I eat ice cream all day long. I don't know. So I'm guessing something like that is, is how it would go. But I, I, I don't you really know. You have a beautiful singing voice, Brian. Huh? You have a beautiful singing voice. Yeah, I know. I tell you that all the time when I sing on the show and you're like, oh, I sound like you, you think he's a Hi, my name is Frank and I sound like the uh, the mix between the lead singer of Def Leppard and the lead singer of Scorpions. I'm great. I you know that's and I remember to this day, Frank, it's been my God, it's been almost 20 years. But when, when I first started, like, actually talking to you and met you, that's how you described your singing voice to me. <laughs> and that's how I feel it is, because I did. I was, I was a very it's so, man for it's a while. so not. It's so not. <laughs> that's how I feel it is, Brian. It's so not. It's all about the emotion. OK, <laughs> really, my singing voice sounds like a drowned cat. <laughs> but in yeah. my heart, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm definitely I'm, I'm definitely just channeling that class. Now, I had forgotten about this, but you had mentioned that Luigi really isn't a part of the game, but he's kind of there a little bit. He, Did you? He's there in, he's there in cameos. Well, he's uh, on on uh, the Star Hill. There's that wish that you can read that says, I want to yes. be a great plumber like my brother Mario. That is true. That's absolutely true. So he's kind of there. But not playable, as you mentioned. I just wanted to bring that up because I'd actually forgotten about that. And I was looking at a website trying to figure out, like, some other fun facts I wanted to bring up. And, and that was actually on there. So what a fun track that is, man. What a fun track. I really like it. It is. It is. And uh, maybe I will write my own lyrics to that one day. And I'll sing them to you in my wonderful, wonderful singing voice. You're going to go out there and let me see if I can pull it. Let me see. Super Mario RPG. What was the name of that track? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, well, uh, happy ha- Kingdom, Delightful Kingdom, Wonderful. Hello, happy, hello happy Kingdom. No, no, no. Hello, Happy Kingdom. Let's see here. It says, I eat ice cream all through the night. Scrub, scrub, scrub all the floors in Hyrule. These are just like comments on the YouTube video. Um, let's see here. Oh, here, here's this person actually. Has, I eat ice cream all through the night, all through the night, all through the night. I eat ice cream all through the night, and as a result, I got diabetes. It sounds like your song. <laughs> oh. They're singing to my soul. Okay. <laughs> it sounds like so. I guess it could be. It's sort of like the the fight fight for the the light world, or it's and, the theme to the dark world. Yeah, it, it's it's something similar to that because I'm seeing I eat ice cream all through the night and scrub 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 all the floors in Hyrule. So well, those, Mario those are the be two different the, things. Those floors in Hyrule, you dumb bastards. Actually, everybody has oh, different actually. lyrics. My si- my ship sails in the morning. Uh, Ooh, make a nautical tune out of it. I like that. That's yeah. Definitely speaks to my East Coast <laughs> Islanders uh, soul. Uh, <laughs> and then this person's <laughs> hedgehog seaman, hedgehog seaman. <laughs> this also speaks to a different. <laughs> kind of thing that is not true right there oh man some people on YouTube are stupid well, speaking of islands <laughs> speaking of hedgehog semen <laughs> <laughs> little spunk on over to welcome to Yoster Island
and that is welcome Yoster Island. Woo! Yoster baby. Boshi. Yes, Boshi. Uh, the infamous Boshi is in this game. Uh, he is in the Japanese version called Washi, which is a he's a he's a bad boy. He has an antagonistic look, um, which means that he is Yoshi's Wario, which is uh, the counterpart like Wario and Waluigi. That's what Boshi was meant to be for Yoshi. Have we seen Boshi since? I don't think so. We have not seen Boshi since, and I really wish we would. I, w- I would love to see. First of all, we, we haven't seen Waluigi in a real game other than a sports or, or fun game. True. I, when we do see Waluigi in a, like a game, I want him to be riding Boshi. That would be funny. You know, I'm surprised that there hasn't been like a Wario and Waluigi game, like combined duo type thing. It would make sense for them to do that. I mean, a good start would be to get him into Smash, but, you know, it's... I actually don't think he's... I don't know, man. I don't I think don't he's going to make it in Smash. Think, I don't think it's ever going to happen either. I don't think... They, I, I think that, you know, they they would be caving in if they did it to fan demand. And, you know, Nintendo doesn't really like to cave to fan demand, so... Yeah, God forbid you actually make us fans happy, you sons of... <laughs> <laughs> That's a, a fun track. And again, one that I am surprised sounds nothing like the Yoshi Island music that we're familiar with from Koji Kondo. No, it's not had a very Caribbean feel. I feel like I was going to Gullah Gullah Island. Oh, man. Come and let's play together in the bright sunny weather. That's right. I know about Gullah Gullah Island. Let's all go to Gullah Gullah Island. Gullah Gullah. Binya Binya. Okay. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> little, uh, I, I never really was that big of a fan of that show. Well, we're a little too old for it, but I have younger sisters, so I get the pass. I still am familiar with all that stuff. As, as I've mentioned in the past, my mom used to babysit like younger children when I was growing up okay, throughout like enough. elementary, middle school. And some of those shows I actually kind of enjoyed. Still to this day, some of those are really educational and fun. Hashtag bring back Eureka's Castle. Oh my God, Eureka's Castle. That's a show that I haven't thought about in a minute. I was more thinking like Blue's Clues, which is getting a reboot this year. Is Steve coming back? Uh, he's a Filipino Steve, but similar. Yeah. I mean, you know, Speak, it's like... Speaking of, Fil- <laughs> speaking of Filipino uh, Steve replacements, um, I do love you some Journey. <laughs> yeah, I think this guy is Filipino of descent and he looks like he'll be a good host. I don't know. We'll see. I'll check it out because I'm curious to see what they do with a modern Blue's Clues. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, I, they're apparently going to use some of the similar styles, just make it more like CGI. So I'm kind of interested to see what it looks like. So I definitely want to check out the reboot. Not that I'm going to sit there and like, you know, avidly. Yeah, be, yeah and, yes, you are. Yeah, no. you're right. I probably will be, you know, I'll have the T-shirts and maybe the notebook and all that you're stuff. Getting, you're getting the tattoo. Oh, the tattoo of the of the thinking chair. But the clue is you're going to put it somewhere in your body like, what's this? And people, and it's like everybody's asking what the hell that is. <laughs> All right, man, let's move on to my next pick. Let's take a listen from Super Mario RPG. This is Here's Some Weapons.
And that was Here's Some Weapons from Super Mario RPG, again composed by Yoko Shimomura. That track also has a unique and distinct feel to it. I really like that one a lot. Yeah, it's, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like, bum, 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 bum. it's kind of creepy, but it's not. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of eerie. You dun 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 dun. I like a monstery kind of Adam's Family kind of feel to it, but not you know like. Yeah, not like full blown horror esque, but it definitely it has that feel to it. And you know, the name of the track, you know, here's some weapons. It doesn't sound like it would be even the slightest bit ominous, but it kind of is. Is that a shop theme or is that talking about the actual bosses? Because the bosses themselves were weapons. It's not a boss theme. I guess it could be a shop theme. I don't physically actually remember. I don't remember where this one plays. I bring bring good questions to the table here. Yeah, too bad we don't know the answers to the questions you pose. Well, just when you think you have the answers, I change questions. Oh, no, that's Roddy Piper. Oh, okay. (laughs) Whose daughter is part of the women's T, uh, championship tournament for AEW. I just saw that too. Yeah. My money's on Jazz. Just saying. Uh, my money's on someone that probably hasn't been announced yet. Yeah, Jazz. Uh, <laughs> AJ Lee. You'd be still my. Yo, 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 don't even joke, okay? Because I as heard, she, I heard as, rumors. As, because as soon as she breaks up with uh, CM Punk. <laughs> yeah, they're married, Frank. I'm, I'm making my move. No. I've actually heard that they're both going to be involved. So we'll see. Mm, that'd be cool. I'd love to see them fight against some monsters there, over there in uh, AEW. The monsters. So my next track is called Fight Against uh, Monsters. It is. <laughs> I'm such a jerk. <laughs> And that was Fight Against Monsters. That one, it's just, it's, it sounds so fun. It doesn't sound like you're fighting against monsters. It seems like you're having a nice little time to that is, And that's the, like, just the generic battle music, correct? Yeah, so, yeah just generic, like, random Goombas and other things along the way. And Yeah, your non-boss fights, your, I guess, what would be normally random battle encounters and other JRPGs. Yes. This one, uh, the enemies were on the screen, if I remember correctly, correct? Yes. Which, was which cool. is my which is my favorite kind. I, I don't like just random battles on nowhere. I like I, you know, I do like to like try to get the tactical advantage on something if I can. Like in a game, like if you have a hammer, we smack them on the map to kind of get the first hit. They both styles have their place. I appreciate both styles and I I enjoy both styles actually. For you me, know, J, JRPGs are my favorite genre though. So. For, for me, a random battle is like a Pokemon battle. Yeah, because Pokemon battles are random. For now, I don't think they are anymore. 
No, I think they are in uh, uh, Sword and Shield. Well, fingers crossed, because I, want, I want that to stay around. You know, yeah, I, I, think, I, I think the Let's Go games will have non-random battles, but the, the mainline Pokemon games probably will still keep the random battles. Speaking of, you weren't actually on max level this past week. What do you think of Team Yell? I am not a fan. Why? Why do you like Team Yell? Because it's British punk, dude. No. It's ins- it's inspired by the Sex Pistols. It's inspired by Billy Idol. Freaking Marnie, she's a fantastic looking character. What's no. wrong with Team Yell? Not my punk. You probably don't even know what they look like. I probably yes. just posed I probably well, posed you, a question you to you that you huh? Do you, do you, do you want me to send you a picture? Of uh, what? Oh, one of the Team Yell memes that are already up. <laughs> oh, I don't I don't know the the memes, but I I just think that you know that the the new like team that you're going against in that game looks really cool. I will kill them all with my Pikachu. I'm so well, I'm so glad that they're well, actually well, 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 I'm going to call Lord Sparkington to see that. <laughs> I'm so glad that they are basing it more like they're, they're definitely keeping things regional, even more so than they have in the past, it seems. That is that is the cool part. You know, like it'd be weird if they had just like a team that didn't fit. Yeah. You know, I was thinking more it would be like just a regular steampunk kind of thing. Well, that's what like, Sean and I actually talked about wheezing because he pretty much looks like a bong. <laughs> His uh, Galarian form. Are those pictures real with the with the stove top pipe? Yes. So, oh my gosh. Yeah, he I, pretty, I, I, he, he looks I like a bong. Was, I thought that was a meme. That is awesome. No, he looks like a he looks like a bong. <laughs> Bongs are uh, water pipes used for smoking tobacco, kids, which you shouldn't do either. Wow, Brian, that's not for me to say. We are not advocating your wacky tobacco on this episode. Not for me to say. No, it's not really tobacco, Frank, that I smoke. Yes, it's the devil's lettuce. <laughs> Fun track, though. I enjoyed that a lot. I'm glad you actually picked that one. I am going to stick with the weapons theme I started with my last track, and I want to take a listen to, again, from Super Mario RPG, this is Weapons Factory.
And that was Weapons Factory from Super Mario RPG, again composed by Yoko Shimamura. I really, really dig this track, dude. It's a, first of all, just it fits the, like the music that you're hearing, the instrumentation, the way that it sounds. It does really remind me a lot of like an old style Weapons Factory. I was going to say it does have like a very industrial, I wouldn't say industrial, but like very like manufacturing kind of feel to it like and that's the thing yoko does a lot like she definitely fits the tracks to the to the areas probably better than most oh no no she's great at it i mean there's a reason why she's you know we consider her a goddess with what she we've does ne- we've never had a bad thing to say about yoko shibamura absolutely not and and if you do i will break your freaking fingers for <laughs> speaking of yoko shibamura though uh she actually regards the soundtrack to super mario rpg as one of the turning points in her career as a composer. So she she credits a lot of her success post Mario RPG to this particular game. And I can totally see that. Absolutely. This is a strong soundtrack from top to bottom. We haven't played anything yet that I haven't liked. Like you would think that, you know, she would consider uh, Street Fighter 2 as like one of the pivotal turning points of her career. But looking back at it, this soundtrack definitely is a lot more memorable and probably a lot more important. I, I, I would I would argue than Street Fighter I 2. Don't, I don't know, man. Street Fighter 2 music, it's... No, it's, it's great. Iconic. It's absolutely great. I don't know if I can get behind that statement. I think it's a great soundtrack, but I'm a Street Fighter guy all the way through. Yeah, I, I definitely I, I definitely think that the soundtrack for Super Mario RPGs is quite a bit more important you know, than I'm, what we I'm, saw I'm, with Street Fighter 2. But, 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 but I'm not going to argue. It's Yoko Shimamura against Yoko Shimamura, so it's... Of course. In the end, it's all great stuff. Of course, of course. Um, I say we do my favorite thing in the entire world. What's I say, that? I say the Fuka Fuka. What's the Fuka Fuka? I have no idea, but that's the name <laughs> of this track. So let's do the Fuka Fuka.
And that was Let's Do the Fuka Fuka, composed by Yoko Shimomura. What the Fuka Fuka was that? A great track, Frank. That's exactly what it was, Brian. <laughs> so that's, that's the music that plays when you're in Nimbus Land, uh, the home of the Mallows, who are cloud people. Yeah, Gino. No, that's a different person. I know. But yeah, Mallow's another one who I wouldn't mind seeing again. Gino, Mallow, Boshi, all these characters that literally just exist in this game. Which is weird, you know, because they're popular characters. I mean, I think Gino more than anyone else. Uh, people have been clamoring to have him added to something, anything. Hell, add him to Mario Kart. That'd be cool. Oh, can you imagine? That'd put be cool. Like a, put, put him like in a little wooden puppet, car, like Mario Kart car. No, put him in a cloud. And then both they're, they're both in there. Mallow could be the car. Yeah, exactly. That is that is genius, Brian. Sometimes you're not so dumb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mallow's the car. Gino's riding in the car. That'd be cool. That that would that would be a nice throwback. Like that would be a nice callback, I guess, to that game. And uh, it, I think a lot of people would appreciate that. And, and we were talking about. It, I was like, these characters don't show up in other things. His music doesn't really show up in any other games. I think it's because this was a collaborative effort. That maybe there's some kind of licensing issue. I don't know. Potentially. But, uh, yeah, let's make this happen. I'm, I'm more than willing to pay the money if Yoko Shimomura wants to go ahead and uh, compose some songs for, you know, the sequel to this. The true sequel. Yeah. I'm willing to pay at least $10, $15. <laughs> we'll crowdfund it. We'll kickstart it. We'll kickstart my heart. This is what we'll kickstart. I love this track, dude. Like, everything about this, it's 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 very whimsical it is and like you would think that this would be something you would hear like in a mario galaxy you know yeah it's a, it, it definitely should have been remixed in that that little you know two two games 1000 percent that should have been remixed in that okay you guys gotta get on this okay who do i need to talk to when we call mr mr doug bowser i can do that yeah i think you'd have to talk to doug okay i i, I have an in at nintendo i have an uncle who works there <laughs> no i'm just kidding everybody had an uncle who worked at nintendo in, in, in the elementary school days <laughs> yeah we all did that's how, wow. that. that's, that's how I found out that uh, you can get Mew by pushing the uh, the car in Pokemon. Yeah, through someone's through somebody's uncle at Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, which, which wasn't real, just another BS thing we used to get heard of the thing. That's why I'm so glad the internet exists. No more of this nonsense. Nobody lies on the internet anymore. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just look no further than Frank, a habitual liar himself. <laughs> I have feelings, Brian. How dare you? I know. I know. I know. Frank, I do want to quickly talk about something special that Level Down Games gets to be a part of. For those who are unfamiliar with Kyle, you can hear him weekly every Monday on Max Level, as well as catch his streams at twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce every Tuesday, Thursday, and either Saturday or Sunday. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E. Next month, on September 21st and 22nd, he's hosting a charity event on Twitch with several different streamers involved. So far, it's around six or seven, with potentially more set to be announced at a later date. And some of them are even verified with significant audiences of their own, which is pretty cool. They'll be raising money for the Las Vegas PBS Special Needs Library, as Kyle himself is a pediatric doctor of physical therapy in Las Vegas. We encourage everyone listening to participate in the Streamworks Alliance charity of stream next month on September 21st and September 22nd. Information can be found by going to leveldowngames.com and clicking on Streamworks Alliance there in the menu bar. We'll see you there. All right, Frank, I'm excited to move the next this next piece of music. You actually asked me if I had picked this one, and I think that this is definitely one of your favorites as well. It is. It, it just narrowly made my list. I actually picked too many tracks. Yeah, you had picked no. nine. <laughs> I, I picked nine. Which, anyway, which, I picked, means, which means you I wanted to pick ten. ten. I actually picked ten, and I yeah. took one off. Yeah, then I had to drop another one. Yeah, you dropped another one as well. So 
I had a couple left over and I listened to everything that I still had. And I was like, you know what? This this one has to make the episode. I think I asked you like three times. Too, like, yeah. Track, yeah. So again, from Super Mario RPG, this is Ducati Mountain Railroad. And that was Ducati Mountain Railroad from Super Mario RPG, composed by Yoko Shimomura. That is an excellent piece of music. How good is that? It's just, it's its so fun. And like, I, I originally picked it. Uh, it was on my list and I was like, I was like, ah, I'm going to cut it. And then I'll, I, 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 what I always try to do is, hey, Brian, did you pick this song? Like, <laughs> Come on, buddy. <laughs> so, I can get my, so I can get my official ninth pick in there. I, I mean, it's definitely something that I had already previously saved. Like, I kind of knew that I wanted to pick this track because I like picking things that, you know, are different. And this is very different. It's Western. It's like like, like a Western wagon train, which I guess makes sense because it's quite a mountain train. Yeah, but it's so good, man. It's so good. And it, it shows such a cool range, too, that she has like all over this game, because I guess it makes sense because this game takes place all over the Mushroom Kingdom. All over the place, yes. You're definitely getting different areas and different aspects that up to this point we had yet to explore. Like, you think of Mario 1, Mario 2, Mario 3, and Super Mario World. Outside of, I guess, Mario Kart, which had some different stages and levels that were, were unique, this game introduced several areas of the Mushroom Kingdom that we had yet to see. 
And that was pretty interesting to get to experience. You know, that's a damn good point, because even Mario World really wasn't the Mushroom Kingdom. That was just that was Dinosaur Land. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The only one that I mean, and Mario 3 was a play like that, that that took place on a stage. Yeah. So that wasn't even real. Mario 2 was a dream. Mario 2 was a dream. So the only one that actually took place in the Mushroom Kingdom was technically Mario 1. And that was just 64. And and, and that was Mario 1 really was just like an amalgamation of stuff. Really, the, the, the first game that actually took place in a true to life Mushroom Kingdom was Super Mario 64. But I guess technically this as well. Technically this, Mario yeah. RPG. Yeah. Oh, how cool and is that? And what's cool about that is that there are other characters that make cameo appearances in the game besides just Mushroom Kingdom characters, like Link and Samus from Zelda and Metroid. Yes. I, 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 was it like Link? You hear like the da 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 kind of sounds like that, or the da 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 you hear the uh, the the like the puzzle solved music or whatever from right, the original right. Legend of Zelda. I remember Samus was like uh, like half asleep, like um, sleeping, go to fight Mother Brain, something something along the yeah, lines. Yeah, it's like a it's like a line from uh, Super Metroid, if I'm not mistaken. I, I'm pretty sure it was that. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, was kind of like little cool Easter eggs that Square stuck in there. Is it is it cool that all these universes cross over and they wouldn't cross over again until Smash? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Which actually wasn't too far away from this game because N64 yeah, the original came out Smash then... was N64 like '97 ish era. I think was when the first Smash came out. So right, yep. um, we went this far without playing this track. Uh, the main theme of the antagonists of this game. Okay, what do you got? This is the Axum Rangers. Drop it. And that was the Axum Rangers drop in composed by Yoko. No, 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 not Yoko. No, 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 no. By the man, the myth, the legend, Koji Mother Effing Kondo. <laughs> that's his actual middle name. Too. Uh, Which basically that's just a remix of the underground, the underground? theme from Mario. Yeah. yeah. But it's done so well. And I love the Axum Rangers who are uh, by the name alone. You should understand are a go, go power Rangers. De- de- definitely parody of uh, Super Senpai, yeah. The, the uh, Power Rangers. <laughs> such good villains, though. It's just such a good, a funny little thing to add to the game. And a pain in the ass fight. Yeah, man. Man, it, this was so cool. Like, just the fact that they're inspired by Power Rangers or whatever the hell it's called in Japan. Super like, Sentai. 
Yeah, Super Sentai. It's it's unique, and I like that they did that. And you can clearly tell. And a lot of the like the villains, like the, the major bad guys in the game, all of them were based upon weapons. But one of them in particular, uh, his name is Punchinello, and he's a large anthropomorphic bomb. And his original U.S. name was going to be James Bomb, like James Bond. <laughs> and he's, and, and he's an, his, his entrance is going to be Bomb, James Bomb. But management at Nintendo America didn't like it. But they kept the the whole gag. And when he introduces himself, he goes, Nello, Punchinello. So at least that's there to show like what was going on. But that's funny. It's cool. I love when pop culture makes its way into a video game. That's why I was a big fan of the Metal Gear uh, series. So it's a big round bomb, not named Frank. Uh, No, Frank is big and round and is the bomb. Okay. (laughs) You see, I see my mistake. (laughs) And once again, Brian audio podcast my mistake (laughs) yeah man i'm glad you picked that because like i said your picks actually were able to get us both noble yamatsu and koji kondo's representation on the show we gotta get the the whole trifecta on the show well you did that unknowingly because you i do lots of things unknowingly ryan okay (laughs) stupid stupidly thought that yoko shimamura did the entire soundtrack by herself oh yeah yeah i was gonna i was gonna just fold this one in uh (laughs) i already have my composers is what you say to me after you submit your list i was like do you frank do you actually have your composers well i I did by the time the episode came out but i live my life (laughs) that there's no tomorrow you know is that a song that's part of Running with the Devil by the yeah, Van Halen's. Uh, you see, you, there's only a couple Van Halen songs I actually like. Well, you, the only ones the, the only ones you're supposed to like are the ones that are sung by uh, Mr. David Lee Roth. Yeah, and I more prefer the Sammy Hagar era of Van Halen. Podcast over, Brian. Go kill yourself. <laughs> Come on, dude. When it's love, it's a great song. Some kind of alien is walking through my dream. Love comes coming. I hate Sammy Hagar. Why, dude? I can't drive. 55. <laughs> First of all, I drive faster than 55 to work every day, okay? <laughs> and if you're a police officer and you hear this and you know what my car is, please don't pull me over because I cannot afford that ticket. Exactly. So, all right, man, we got a couple tracks left. I want to move to my next one now. And this one, you may not be familiar with the name because I actually go by the official names of the soundtrack. But I think in the English version, this character was Booster, if I remember it correctly. With Booster's Tower, is that what it was? Booster, Booster, yes, yes, yes. Booster. But on the name of the official soundtrack, it's Buki, which is the Japanese name of the character. So the name of the track officially is Welcome to Buki Tower. But in the game, it's Booster Tower.
And that was Welcome to Buki Tower from Super Mario RPG composed by Yoko Shimomura. I like how, like, the t I like the tone of this track, I guess is what I'm trying to say. I like the, the speed, the way that it sounds. It's, it's more somber than a lot of other things we've heard so far today. It had a bit of Castlevania feel to it, like a... a as if you're just walking, like, I guess I've been playing as much blood uh, stand. I guess like some of the slower portions, not definitely not like your one one no, music or anything no, like that. that. But like, 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 like your nice open area kind of thing where you're walking through. It had that kind of feel to it, which, which I like. Yeah, it definitely has that feel to it for sure. Uh, it's, it's a great piece of music, man. It just like I said, just as you mentioned a little bit earlier in the show, Yoko Shimomura's chops were definitely shown throughout this game and the amazing way she was able to just apply so many different techniques and so many different genres and so many different sounds and have it still sound like Mario to an extent. I can't wait for her to drop her rap album. It's going to be freaking awesome. Oh, geez. I, I don't even well, want to know. I'm Yoko and I gives no shit and I don't care for writing it. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure exactly. That's, that's exactly how it's going to sound. She wrote that or Anthrax one or the other. I don't know. <laughs> The only other um, the only other cameos we didn't mention while recording the episode are the ones that you can actually find just outside of the kind of area where you fight the Axum Rangers. Do you remember the uh, from F-Zero, Captain Falcon and Samurai Goro's ships on those crates next they were, to the yeah, they, uh, they were like little models of the ships? Yeah, yeah next to the uh, the R-Wing from Star Fox. And if I'm not mistaken, and you could call me out on this one if I'm wrong, but I could have sworn that one of the enemies was called Bahomet. Yes, that's from Final Fantasy. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that was there. Okay. Yeah, Bahomet is a, uh, a, you know, a famous summon from Final Fantasy. And yes, he was an enemy in the game as well. Okay. Okay. So I'm not too crazy. Just yeah. mostly. <laughs> just mostly. Most of the yes. time. <laughs> yep. That's, that's cool. I, oh, man, I love this game. Me I'm too. Almost, I'm kind of sad we only got two tracks left. Two tracks left, and you have the uh, penultimate pick. All right. Um, this track, oh, I found the actual name for it here. This is called Marjorie Margarita.
that was Marjorie Margarita, um, the boss music for Valentina, one of the bosses in the game, uh, whose name is actually is um, Margarita in the Japanese version, probably for the fact that she is carrying a martini glass in her hand the entire time. So Yeah, <laughs> it's super cool looking too. I love that. I love that small little touch that they added for that, for sure. What's cool is uh, after you beat her, her and her minion Dodo, who you heard, you heard their noises during the thing, they flee and they run away and they run to Booster's Tower, and that's where she takes refuge. And there's like a, there's like an optional scene you can see there if you climb up, you uh, you can see that like Booster is proposing marriage to her and she refuses and then he whispers something into his ear, in his ear, and then she like falls in love with him. So I always had a theory on what he whispered, had to do with the size of his Booster, um, his Buki. His bookie. <laughs> the size of his bookie. Uh, and, and they get they get married in the kingdom of uh, Weddingmore or Marymore or something like that. Yeah, that's right. So, that was cool. Uh, that was a pain in the butt fight, too. Uh, a lot of these fights were long. I like easy things. It's a JRPG, and like I said, usually more often than not, those games tend to have more challenging and difficult boss battles. Super Mario RPG, for being a JRPG, the, the boss fights are still relatively easier than what you're going to see in your traditional JRPGs. You know, the boss fights were a little more challenging, but like some of the random battles, there was a glitch that you could do with Gina. If, okay. you, time, if you timed his timed uh, attack just right, you could do 99-99 damage. Oh, I've, I've, I've seen that. Thankfully, does not work on the bosses. I've that seen that. Just, that. That would have been like one-shotting everything. Yeah. Well, because yeah, because because Valentina, I looked it up just to see, had two thousand HP, so you would have instantly killed her, and she was a little later boss in the game. She wasn't one of the first ones. So. Yeah, definitely toward the end, and that you know that's a shame. I think even the last boss was only, you know, maybe a thousand or so higher than that. So. Yeah. <laughs> maybe two thousand higher, but yeah, crazy and great music. Great music. Yoko does no wrong. Yoko does zero things wrong. And I actually am going to close out the episode with the playout music with another boss battle. And this actually is the uh, the final battle. I'm going to play Fight Against Smithy from Super Mario RPG. He loves to transform. Well, no, no, not that version. The first version, the non-transformed version. But in general, he loves to transform. He does love to transform. Uh, but there are two tracks for this, obviously. You know, and, there's... And, 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 your, and your version is much, much better. Yeah, there's Fight Against Smithy and then Fight Against Smithy Who Loves Transforming. Uh, I, I decided to go with just the original because I, I do actually think it's a stronger track. I agree. I absolutely agree. And again, long, fun boss fight, which Mario RPG has a lot of, as we mentioned throughout the episode. This this was a fun fight. I do remember this one vividly because I guess because it's the last fight. Yeah, it's it's definitely going to be the one that sticks in your mind most after finishing the game because you I just feel, did it. I feel like this one took about twenty five to thirty minutes. It probably was in that realm of of time frame. Yeah, it definitely was a bit you know a bit more challenging as it should be for a a final boss fight. And the music shows, man. The music is definitely epically rocking to an extent. I remember beating this game when I first got it. And this game had what, 96? 96. May 13th, 1996 here in North America. Okay, so I was 14, so that would have put me ninth grade? That's math right? Roughly, yeah. I was, I was okay. you know, 10. So I'm trying to, do, trying to do my math right. So, so uh, I remember playing this game, and I played it all through the night on a Sunday. While eating ice cream all through the night. All through the night. Scrub, scrub, scrub. The floor is in Hyrule. <laughs> Hedgehog semen. Uh, <laughs> Frank's favorite drink all through the night. All through the night. Hedgehog semen. Skeet, skeet, skeet. Um, but yeah, I remember <laughs> playing this game t- 
to at least like two or three in the morning. Yeah. Like to, to find to, to beat it because when, when you're in there, you have to keep going. Uh, and I had to wake up early for school, so I remember faking sick. Okay. It was one. Of the, it was one of the first times. Playing hooky. One of the one of the first times I ever did that for a video game, and definitely not the last. Hell, I would do it from work. I still do it from work to this day sometimes. Uh, I mean, my, I mean, boss, I didn't say that on the podcast. Uh, <laughs> it was one of the first times I ever you know played hooky to, because I played too many video games. Uh, I'll never forget that. I remember telling my mom, oh, I'm sick, and she's like, you're playing video games all night, weren't you? I was like, no. She goes, did you beat that? I go, yeah. She goes, so you're playing video games all night? Yeah. And she let me stay home. She actually let me stay home. Yeah, my, like, I, I think we've actually talked a little bit about this on the show before. We probably my, have. <laughs> uh, my, my mom used to let me stay home whenever I wanted to. I just had to request it. Like, I didn't well, have to be sick. That's because she loved you. Uh, or is my, or, or is, where's, where's my mother? <laughs> she uh, hates you. She hates you. <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, my, my, my mother doesn't hate me. That's my sister. There were, yeah, yeah. Nicole definitely hates you now. Definitely yes. hates you now. <laughs> uh, there were, you know, genuine times when I, when I was sick and I used to stay home from school as well. You know, I actually got pretty ill when I was in high school, uh, where I had to stay home for like four weeks straight. Like I is that actually, they, is, is, is that when they pumped your stomach? No. Oh no, well, that was a different time. That was. I don't. I've never, had, I've never had my stomach was pumped. That, was it because you had all that semen in your stomach? That or was the, that Rod Stewart? The, the, the hedgehog semen. Yeah, oh, no, that was in Rod Stewart. That was you, <laughs> just like five minutes ago. <laughs> it goes down smooth. <laughs> no, uh, I just you know I, I got pretty ill in high school and you know my doctor ordered me to stay home and. I wasn't able to go back for a lengthy period of time. And uh, I also had surgery while I was in high school that took me out of action for three weeks. <laughs> so there were there were several, you know, periods of time that I missed throughout high school that I, I distinctly remember exactly what games I was playing. And uh, it was a lot of fun, I guess, as fun as it can be when you're sick. So or laid up, not able to move. <laughs> nowadays, 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 laid up, not able to move. That's a day off for me. That's yeah, that's Frank on the day off. <laughs> But yeah, from Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars, we're going to close out with Fight Against Smithy. But what a great episode this ended up being, man. I'm really glad that we finally sat down and explored the music of Super Mario RPG because we had played a couple tracks from this in the past. We played, uh, again, you know, the Beware the Forest Mushrooms, the Forest Maze music, and we also played Barrel Volcano. But that was all that we had played from this game. So it's nice that we finally sat down and really just explored the entire soundtrack. Yo, Brian, you ever want to sit me down and do the music from a Yoko Shimomura composed game again? I'll be there. You know for a fact that we're going to do it again in the future. Like, not necessarily with this game, but with another Yoko Shimomura composed game. There will definitely be others. It's right up there with, like, you telling me, hey, this is a Falcom game. Yes, uh, yes, I will be there with bells on. Yeah, yeah. Why bells? That's, just, that's a popular term in nomenclature. Okay. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know what that means either, to be quite honest. Okay. <laughs> just, just like just like the portal episode, which we'll do in the future, I will be there. Yeah, one day we'll uh, one day, man, one day we'll do that. <laughs> one day. <laughs> but I think that is going to bring us to the close of the show. Unless you have anything else you want to mention before we get on out of here. Watch the charity stream, damn it! Oh yeah, September twenty first, twenty second. Check out that charity stream. If 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 I'm alive from the Area fifty one raid, I will be there watching as well. Yeah, and uh, you're you're making some sweet coasters to raffle off during that charity stream. I absolutely am. It's gonna be worth a, uh, a look at. Uh, maybe we'll put a little preview of them on Level Down Games before they go up for sale. I think we will. I, th- 
I think we definitely will. So you can check those out eventually at LebanonGames.com to see exactly what uh, what Frank's new business venture is. <laughs> check out his shop soon on Etsy. <laughs> All right, that is going to do it for this week, though. We want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Don't forget to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts. We'd also be grateful if you could drop an over to our YouTube channel, that's youtube.com forward slash leveldowngames, and subscribe to us there. And if you haven't already while you're at it, hit up twitch.tv forward slash leveldowngames and click that follow button. We are going to have uh, complete coverage of all of the major announcements from Gamescom next week. Uh, the couple press conferences that are going to be happening, like the opening ceremony from Jeff Keighley, where there's going to be Death Stranding stuff, the uh, Google Stadia Connect stuff on, you know, the, there's some new Google Stadia announcements, Microsoft show and EA show. I think that's all like next Monday and Tuesday. So we'll have coverage of that on our YouTube channel if you want to check out our reaction videos to that. I, I highly recommend you do so because uh, we enjoy doing that kind of stuff. But if you want to follow someone that is live often on Twitch, as I mentioned all the time, and as Frank just mentioned, twitch.tv forward slash Bruce underscore deduce. That's B-R-U-C-E underscore D-E-D-E-U-C-E, where you can catch him every Tuesday, every Thursday, and every Saturday or Sunday streaming a multitude of different games. Super fun to watch. Check him out. Stalking us on social media is perfectly acceptable. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook will be the place to do so. Check the description box for the appropriate links. Next week, Frank, we have another fantastic episode lined up. Are you ready for part two of Amiga Music? Hell yes. Let's do Hell it then. Yes. Let's do it then. Eight tracks from you, eight tracks from me, all from the Commodore Amiga. I can't wait. It's going to be great. What licensed song are we going to pull next? Oh, I know. that That's <laughs> what's great about the Amiga is that, you know, so many of those pieces of music sound like ripoffs of popular music back in the day. <laughs> so, yeah, can't wait for that. Check out part two of Amiga Music next week on BG Mania. Taking us out of this episode once again, we have the fight against Smithy from Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars. This everything you heard today was composed by Yoko Shimomura. Keep the music playing and keep it loud.